Welcome to Soulful Vedas Podcast. We are Ayurvedic health coaches that heal imbalances in the mind, body, and spirits. We are here to guide you on your healing journey with soulful wisdom and higher intuition. You are your best healer and your moment to connect your highest self is now. Hello everyone, it's Rachel, co-founder of Soulful Veda. Today we are going to get into the different seasons. And right now in Chicago in the Midwest, we are in Pitta season. So I'm going to talk about what that means, what that looks like. And if you're not in Chicago or the Midwest, which I assume that a lot of you are not, I'm going to guide you through how to figure out what season you're in and really start to dive into the elements, the doshas, the different qualities. So you can always come back to where you're at and what your body's experiencing and use this wisdom to empower you and your healing journey. So let's start by talking a little bit about the doshas, their elements, and their qualities. Because if you didn't know, the doshas actually govern not only the season, but different parts of our lives, the clock, you know, the 24 hours throughout the day. And the way that we determine which dosha is governing a certain aspect of something is by looking at the elemental energies. So quick refresher, the elements are earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And the doshas are really a way to categorize those elements and understand how they manifest on the physical level. So for example, um, we'll just go through all the doshas. We've got vata, which is made up of air and ether. We've got pitta, which is made up of fire and water. And then we've got earth, which is made up of water and earth. So when you're thinking about these different elements, what you're really and truly understanding is the qualities beneath them. And we're going to talk about that from a seasonal perspective today. So We'll start with summer and pitta season. That's where we're at right now. In Chicago, we're transitioning out of kapha and into pitta. And the way that you know something is pitta season is first off, it's hot, right? That's the fire element showing up big time. So it was literally, it's 89 degrees right now as I'm recording this. The sun is high. We have really long days. My face gets really oily. We get sweaty in the summer. We get, you know, sometimes really dry if we've been out too much in the sun. Um, but for the most part, what we experience with summer is this heat. And that really comes from the fire element of Pitta. Some other aspects of Pitta is that this time of the year is when we really explode into action, right? So because the days are longer, we want to be outside. We want to have a lot of movement happening in our lives. This, you know, from more of an environmental perspective, this is when you see a lot of growth in flower gardens and trees and different fruits, corn, all of those things that are in season and juicy. That's the power of the transformation that comes from that fire element from the sun in this specific case. And so that's Pitta season. And as you transition out of Pitta, which in the Midwest is typically, the seasons have shifted a little bit here, but for the most part, it's June, July, August. It's getting a little bit into September as we see heat somewhat later in the months. Uh, But for the most part, it's those three main months. And then once it gets to be August, September, we start to experience more of those vata-like qualities. And this is transitioning into, you know, late fall, early winter. And so when you think about vata and the qualities of air and ether, immediately I always think of wind. So I picture, you know, wind blowing through the leaves on trees. And then, you know, after that you think of trees and leaves, they're changing colors. And it's almost like this death, right? So Vata governs the death of the year, the experience, so that we can have rebirth in the spring, which is kapha. And so during vata season, we've all experienced this in our winter. It gets cold. 
our skin is really dry, we feel light, we might feel tired, um, we might have a lot of energy at first and then we kind of poop out, which happens, you know, at the beginning of the season in fall, we have all of those fun activities. It's We go to the orchard, we carve pumpkins, it's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all of those fun celebrations. And then in those January, February deeper months, we really go into that hibernation mode. So we're exhausted and it's really time to hibernate and you know seal ourselves off so that we can experience regrowth during kapha season. So kapha season, we'll take a look at what's happening here. So this time is governed by the elements of earth and water. So what's happening here is we're moving out of vata into kapha and we're experiencing a little bit more heaviness and a lot more moistness, especially in the Midwest. This is where we get a lot of our rain, a lot of our moisture, especially in the later months we see high humidity and that's really coming from the elements that govern kapha. And so this is a time where we start to plant a lot of seeds, both figuratively and also literally. So this is planting season for farmers. This is when you plant your flowers and you really start to plant whatever you want to see grow during those higher times of the sun of Pitta season. And you'll also notice that this is a time where you start to experience a lot of allergies, right? So that extra water element and quality showing up in your physical body because of the excess kapha that's happening in and also around us. And you'll notice that this has an interesting cycle, right? So we're coming out of winter, we're really excited, we're ready for some warm days, but when you think about the hibernation that's happening and you picture it from the perspective of water, vata time is almost like an ice cube, right? So it's this frozen water, and then as it starts to heat up, there's a little bit of moisture coming, and then when it gets really hot, all of a sudden the ice cube is completely water. So you can think of that happening in and around your physical body. So that's why you have those allergies, those runny noses, and also why why you move from being heavy to wanting to, you know, create movement and be fluid and really see that change. And so right now, again, we're coming out of Kapha and into Pitta. And if you're thinking about you live maybe near the equator or someplace that's typically cold, you can still understand and witness the different elemental energies that make up the seasons that you experience. So for example, if you live somewhere in the tropics, potentially you have more rainy seasons and it's really humid there. And maybe you have, you know, monsoons or maybe you experience a drier period or your heat fluctuates, but instead of going from zero degrees to 90 degrees like Illinois, maybe you experience 65, a cool 65 to maybe a really hot 95. And so you just have a shorter range, but you're still experiencing fluctuations and you're still experiencing your own version of seasons. So with that being said, you can think about Pitta season for wherever you're at. Maybe you're experiencing it now. Maybe you, you know, are in the opposite of Pitta. You're on winter season, Um, but wherever you're at, notice how this shows up for you and what happens for you in this specific season. So what tends to happen in Pitta season is, like I mentioned, we start to get outside, we soak up more sun, we have longer daylight hours, so there's a lot of movement happening, and we're really out there to have a good time. Summer's a really fun time, especially if, like me, you've been cooped up all winter, you're ready to get outside, go to baseball games, hang by the beach, be on a boat, whatever it is for you, and 
what happens in pitta season is if you do maybe too much of that, you experience things like sunburn, right? That's too much fire. Maybe you experience burnout. You've almost had excess movement and now your body's really tired. Um, maybe you've had really long days and so you're getting to sleep later and you're not getting as much sleep or rest as your body truly needs. On the physical level, in addition to feeling depleted, some things you might also notice is maybe skin breakouts. Maybe you have a tendency to get a little bit of redness in your eyes or potentially a burning sensation in your GI tract after you eat a meal. All of those things can start to signal a pitta imbalance, especially during the pitta season. On a less physical level, um, you might have heard before that in the summer, violence actually starts to skyrocket and that's you know, an exacerbated version of what happens when you, you know, really fuel the fire of pitta. So pitta rules the hot-headed emotions. So when you think about those, you think of anger, rage, impatience, frustration, criticality, a sharp tongue, maybe blaming. All of those things can be amplified during summertime because that's really the heated emotions coming out. And those are really being pushed by the hotter days and more of that sun and that oily water element. So now that we've talked about some of the imbalances, you're probably thinking, great, I'm seeing this in myself, or these are things that I typically experience every year in the summer. And we're going to start to get into different ways to balance pittas and pitta season. So the way that we always talk about balancing any element or any dosha is by first off understanding the qualities of what's truly happening here. And so you have that excess heat, that extra oiliness, it's dry, it's rough. We're going to balance that out. So we're going to bring in things that are cool cooling, things that are grounding, things that feel earthy, things that are slow and relaxing. And if you're really feeling that excess oiliness, maybe even things that are a little bit dry as well. So not only are you bringing more of these things into your life, but you also want to think about reducing the things that might be aggravating your pitta. So things that are hot. So for example, sunbathing all day, every day, um, foods that are sharp and acidic. So maybe cutting back on coffee and alcohol or fried foods, things that are super heavy, oily, and things that are intense. So maybe you're training for something, um, doing a big race or any type of that activity. If you're still going to be doing those things in training, you can adjust your schedule a little bit. So instead of doing that training at noon, you can do it early in the morning when the weather is still cool and during the kapha time of day. So now that we understand the qualities that we're going to bring in to help balance pitta, let's talk about some examples of what those actually are. And so when you think of cooling and grounding practices, some really good ways to start to balance pitta are to find more of that relaxing nature throughout your entire day. So to start, you can always benefit from meditation and that's really cooling and grounding the mind. Um, you can also work with cooling pranayama. So you can do lunar pranayama to bring in some more cooling elements. You can get outside. Nature is really cooling and grounding for pittas. And, you know, hopefully you can do this early in the morning, like I said, during those cooler times of day rather than in the direct sunlight. But being outside is overall and in general just really good for pitta types. Um, taking... Maybe cool showers can help cool down pitta, especially if they're feeling that in their skin and just avoiding vigorous workouts in general. So trying on long walks or maybe yin yoga or yoga nidra, um, maybe trying dance or something that's a little more joyful and fun rather than hit or something that's more intense and heating. 
Another way that you can start to bring some of these practices into your life is by taking a look at what foods you're eating. And in general, a really good rule to balance any dosha is to look at what's in season. So if we look at what's in season for pittas in the summer, and I'll talk specifically about the Midwest. So you start to have um, really juicy berries coming into fruition. You see them at your local farmer's markets. You still have those bitter greens. Bitter is such an amazing taste for pitta. It really helps purify and detoxify the blood and the rock, the tissue or datu, um, where pitta tends to live and increase and aggravate. And so that's where you can really start to incorporate these big, large, juicy salads with spinach and kale, and you can add berries in there, and you can have a cooling dressing and start to really incorporate some of those foods into your everyday meals. Some other just overall cooling foods are coconuts, um, avocado, cilantro, ghee is always good and can help boost Agni, but it also has a cooling property and can help balance out pitta and any type of cooling grains. So things like basmati rice, quinoa, white rice are all really good things um, from the digestive perspective. And when you're thinking about foods you want to reduce, you want to think about foods that have that really hot quality to them. And so in Ayurveda, we we talk about heat using the tastes. And so things that are sour, salty, and pungent are tastes that really have that fire element within them and can potentially aggravate pitta. So foods that you would reduce during this time are, you know, acidic and salty meals, maybe you know, different meats or processed meats, maybe sour dairy foods like yogurts, um, fried or super oily foods, fast foods, um, and then really spicy foods. So like cayenne pepper, um, Dijon, hot salsas or sauces, um, spicy Thai food, all of those things. And then, you know, thinking to your vegetables, raw onions, raw garlic, tomatoes, all of those things, you can still have them in summertime, but just reducing them a little bit if you start to notice that it's aggravating your pitta and you're experiencing that burning indigestion. Overall, though, if there was one recommendation that I would give to you during pitta season, because you know I love to simplify things and really give one actionable takeaway is going outside for a swim because there's a lot of things at play here. So first off, you're in nature, which is really amazing for pittas. You're in water, which is cooling. And there's, you know, a bit of that water element in pitta, but it takes on more of that oily quality. So more water helps contain that fire. And then swimming is a really great exercise for pittas because they're still strengthening. It can still be challenging, which pittas love, but it also has that element of being really cooling and it can quiet the mind not distracted in a class or competitive typically you're you're swimming alone or you know in a lane maybe in a pool lake ocean whatever it is but instead of going outward to challenge or distract yourself with what someone else is doing in your class or the metrics on the treadmill or anything like that you can focus on your mind your body and really find that cooling and grounding sensation all around through that experience so i think that's really powerful and personally that's one of my favorites if you have access to a body of water so the next topic I want to dive into, and I'll say this is level two. So if learning about Pitta season was a lot and you're really excited about all this information, but you really want to sit with it and let it digest, beautiful. And you can pause the podcast here. Um, but what I want to talk about next is that all of the doshas actually work really cyclically. cyclically. 
So when you think about, um, you know, the transition from every dosha into each season, there's actually more of a bell curve happening rather than a cutoff from kapha season into pitta or spring into summer. Really, pitta's rising slowly and gently while kapha's at its height, and then it's at its peak during summer, and then it alleviates and it goes down. And so during pitta season or summer season here in the Midwest, what's also happening alongside you know, gen- generally pitta being at its peak is you're seeing kapha decrease and you're seeing vata start to increase. And so what you're doing is you always want to be balancing all of the doshas without making it too complicated. And remember, always just go for what's simple and accessible. So eating seasonally and doing things that feel right to your body and intuitive is always the right answer. You're your own best healer. But something to think about is you don't want to overcorrect or overbalance, take all of the suggestions of pitta season and then have it play out during the vata time of the year. And so while vata increases... You'll notice that we talked about how during pitta season, there's a lot more movement. People are outside. You're making the most of your summer. Um, you're, you have longer daylight hours. And so there's a lot of movement here. And vata governs movement. And so if you think about your summer, if you're really active and you're traveling all of these places and you have really busy and crammed days, you might start to see that play out as you move into fall and you experience more vata imbalances. So... I'll say one thing here to keep it simple, and that is just when you think about, you know, transitioning into fall and winter later on this year, one thing you can really do to help keep your balance throughout all the seasons is really just implementing meditation, and by quieting the movement of the mind, you're really protecting yourself against fata imbalances that could potentially happen later on. So just something to think about, and it's interesting to see how the doshic and the elemental energies play out in the seasons, and know that there's always a dance they're playing within you and each person not only has a unique makeup of all of the three dosha types that make up who they are, but you're also a reflection of everything that's happening around you, whether it's the season, the time of day, an experience you're having, um, emotionally what's playing out for you, where you're living, what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. All of those things are reflected in the doshas and can show up Um, they show up first uh, in the astral plane, meaning something spiritually is happening first. And then there's a thought or belief that takes hold because of that. And then you start to see that show up and manifest manifest itself in the physical body. And so what you're doing is you always want to make sure that you feel happy, healthy, and present in whatever state that you're in and address whatever's going on and from an imbalanced level at the state of the the spiritual level and then really taking a look at what's happening emotionally. So if you need help or guidance in this, my recommendation would always, always, always be to see a practitioner, a coach, and you have all of this healing power within you. We say that a lot, um, but it is really helpful and powerful to get a reflection from a coach or a practitioner. And it's someone who's able to see things from more of an objective lens because your experience of your body and the way you've always worked and lived your life, foods you've eaten, all of those things, they are quote unquote normal to you, right? Because that's your experience and that's what it's almost always been. And so it's helpful to get an outsider's perspective and talk to someone who's worked with a lot of clients and knows truly what and how your body is supposed to function and help guide you back to your own inner balance in a way that feels and looks right to you. So if you're interested in learning more about one-on-one consultations, um, Angel, can I offer coaching sessions in that way? And 
We have that on our website. If it's your first time ever getting a consult from us, we are super excited to meet and learn about you and what's happening and your experience. And we offer a discount for your first time consult. So you can check that out on our website. And if you met with us before and you're ready for a follow-up, um, we're offering sessions during this time that we're in to, to do that follow-up and have another hour with us and see what's been going on with your practices and your imbalance and see where you may need a little extra support to help get you back to feeling wholesome and healthy. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a beautiful, wonderful, relaxing, cooling pitta and summer season. If you have any questions or you want to know more about your season, your location, definitely reach out to us. We are always happy, so happy to talk to everyone in this community. So you can DM us on Instagram, email us, whatever you feel called to do. And so much love, sending you light. Namaste.